Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back everyone. On this week's episode, I chat with first-time mum Lucy about her unmedicated birth within the hospital. Lucy admits she knew nothing about birth when she first fell pregnant, but dreamed of having a natural physiological birth. Seeking out the knowledge she required, a five-week hypnobirthing course provided her and her partner with all the tools and wisdom she needed for her journey to the birth realm. With the added support of a doula, the birth Lucy strived for manifested before her. Enjoy this episode. Hi Lucy, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Do you want to just quickly tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So my name's Lucy. Um, I live with my partner, Ollie, and we have a beautiful baby girl, Isla. And she was born in August, so she's nearly three months old. Um, And we live on the Gold Coast. And was Isla a planned conception? So Ollie and I, we always knew we wanted to have a family and it was definitely in the plans, um, but she did come. um, We weren't necessarily trying at the time, so she was a bit of a surprise for us, but um, absolutely in the plans. And, um, yeah, we were so, so happy. Beautiful. And how was your pregnancy with her? Yeah, so pretty straightforward um, pregnancy. I had 18 weeks, um, felt amazing in my second trimester and then third trimester kind of um, started to get a bit uncomfortable. I had really bad heartburn um, and insomnia in the third trimester yeah. and I also developed, um, which I didn't even know you could, was um, carpal tunnel syndrome in like the last yeah. month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was quite painful, but apart from that, everything was yeah pretty, um, straightforward and non-eventful pregnancy. Was there anything you did during your pregnancy to kind of ready yourself for birth? Yeah. So I honestly didn't know too much about birth, um, before I fell pregnant mm-hmm. and I always just had an idea in my head that I wanted to have a natural, um, birth, but I didn't really know what that involved. So as soon as I found out, um, I started doing my research. I actually um, did a hypnobirthing course with Megan Amore. She's a hypnobirthing practitioner and doula on the Gold Coast. Um, and that was run over five weeks. So we did that in the third trimester and that was honestly amazing. 
um, just so much ed- um, education and also um, learning like practical tools that you can really take into your labor and birth um, to really help you. Yeah. Um, and just amazing as well to do that with your partner, like um, saying Ollie didn't really have too much of an idea what to expect, yeah. um, but it just really gave him the tools to be able to um, support me as well and really advocate for me um, so that we could achieve what we wanted. Um, so that was amazing. I definitely highly recommend hypnobirthing. And I also engaged a um, doula to come along our journey with us as well. Amazing. Um, and, yeah, that was amazing. She also did um, three separate consultations with us. So we kind of doubled up on our education um, and were able to dive a little bit deeper in with her, just having that one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, again, that support um, was just amazing. And I don't think I could have achieved the – um, birth experience that I had without that education and support. Yeah. And what model of care did you end up choosing? Yeah. So originally um, I had a gynecologist that I was seeing for a couple of years before and she's also an obstetrician, um, private. Mm-hmm. So I originally thought about um, going down that line, but it we didn't have healthcare. So it was just going to be um, outrageous, yeah. the expense. So we ended up doing GP shared care. Um, and just going through the Gold Coast Uni um, Hospital. Um, so, yeah, that was great. I had a really great GP that I'd been seeing for a while as well. Um, and I did apply for the midwifery group practice program, but unfortunately I didn't get into that. So, yeah, we just did GP shared care. Yeah. So should we jump into your birth? Do you want to take us to that first sign of labour? Yes, sure. So um, I didn't experience any Braxton um, hicks throughout my whole pregnancy. Oh, really? Um, yeah, no, nothing. So it was probably like three weeks before or so. Um, I started getting like really um, intense period cramps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so kind of was getting that a bit on and off, but not kind of coming in that, those waves. Um, and yeah, that didn't eventuate into anything. Um, and it was actually the day before she was due. So is that 39 and 5? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was about 1 a.m. in the morning. And I kind of just woke up and I was like, oh, there's like a little bit of a um, niggle. That's a bit different. Um, and thought, oh, I'll just go to the bathroom and I'll just try and keep an eye on it and go back to sleep. Um, so I was kind of dozing in and out. And then, yeah, about an hour later, woke up again. And I was like, no, I think this is definitely something. It was kind of these cramping feelings kind of coming in waves. Um, so I thought, oh, I'll get out the contraction app on my phone. I'll just start timing it. Um, I didn't wake up Ollie. I was kind of like, oh, I'll just keep an eye on it and see how we go. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it got to about 3 a.m. And, yeah, things were definitely, um, you know, happening. And woke up Ollie and I was like, all right, babe, I think I think this is happening. The baby's coming. Um, so got up and had a shower and, um, washed my hair and kind of got into some comfy clothes, got back into bed and we were kind of just looking at each other like, oh, wow, I can't believe this is actually happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I messaged my doula straight away and just kind of let her know that, um, it was happening and it was probably about 6.30 in the morning. I went to the bathroom and I'd lost my mucus plug. Um, and yeah, from there, things just started to ramp up quite a bit the contractions were probably about three to four minutes apart at this stage lasting like anywhere from 40 seconds um, to a minute mm-hmm. so yeah just kind of um, 
was starting to get into the zone a little bit, um, had my clary sage diffusing and um, lavender on a washcloth um, as well. And, yeah, so it was probably about 8 o'clock. We'd talked to my doula. Um, she said she'd come over at 9. Um, things are definitely getting a lot more intense now and progressing along, but I just knew in my body that it was still going to be a while before she would come. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mum had come over and, yeah, it was kind of maybe contractions were about two minutes apart at this stage and lasting around um, a minute. Okay. Yeah, so just I had my headphones on, my um, music playing. I just kind of started to get into my zone, just um, lots of breathing. Um, and, yeah, and then they were getting quite close apart and definitely getting more intense every time. Mm-hmm. And Ollie and my mum were kind of like, oh, I don't know, this is kind of seeming like it is ramping up a bit and, you know, we are about half an hour drive from the hospital um, as long as there's no traffic. And this was a Monday morning with, of course, like school traffic. And, yeah, it could have been anywhere from 40 minutes or longer. Um, so they were kind of starting to get a bit worried that, oh, maybe we should, you know, see when we should be going to the hospital um, if that's anytime soon. So they jumped onto the hospital, um, like, to call them and just ask, you know, this is what's happening Contractions are two minutes apart, lasting about a minute. Um, when do you think we should make our way to the hospital? Um, and the lady on the phone was like, oh, let me just listen into a few. Let me see how she's going and then we'll go from there. So she, um, yeah, had a f- listen and she was like, oh, no, they are pretty close together and she does sound like, you know, they're quite intense. Um, I think I'm just going to send the ambulance to the house. And I heard that and I was like, oh no, like I know it's not anytime soon. Like I don't, I don't want to go on the um, ambulance. I don't want to go to the hospital yet because I just yeah. had this hesitation to go because I knew that, you know, what if I got there and they turned me away because I wasn't far along mm-hmm. enough. So I just had that in my head and that kind of knocked me out a little bit. Um, and yeah, I just said, you know, I don't want to go. And um, she insisted that she send an ambulance and she was like, you don't have to go. They're just going to come and check you and just, you know, see what they think. Yeah. So they arrived and, um, actually one of the paramedics there was two female paramedics and one of them was actually a doula as well oh amazing um, so yeah which was quite cool um but they came in and they were they were so lovely and they were, they knew that I didn't want to go and they were kind of like let's just you know we're just going to hang around we're just going to watch you go through some contractions and then we'll go from there like there's no pressure you don't have to come with us it's fine mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they watched me through a few and they were like, oh, no, like we really do think, you know, you are in active labour. We think you should probably make your way to the hospital. Um, so I ended up, it was a bit of a battle, but I ended up um, popping in the ambulance and we made our way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got into the hospital, went to the assessment centre and um, I, a part of my birthing preferences, which I had with me, I didn't want to, I would only consent to a vaginal examination upon arrival. Um, and that was it. So I did say like, okay, that's fine. You can assess me. I don't want to know my dilation. Um, and then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it must've been about 9am that we got into, um, the assessment center. They came and assessed me and then we were probably in there for about an hour. Um, and yeah, I just continued to have my headphones on. Like I didn't want anyone to talk to me, just trying to like focus on my breathing and, um, moving through the contractions. Um, so eventually they let us into the birthing suite. Um, I found out later after I'd given birth from my doula that I was actually five centimetres dilated, um, when they assessed me. 
Um, so yeah, went into the birth center. Um, we set up with the fairy lights and affirmations and just tried to create that, um, beautiful calming space. Um, and yeah, I basically just was moving around, um, the birth suite, um, hopped into the shower, had the hot, um, shower heads on my back and my front and yeah, things were just, you know, ramping up and quite intense, but I was still able to talk between contractions and I was like able to really like zone in, um, at the time, mm-hmm. um, it was the hospital staff. They were really understaffed that day. So I actually had an um, induction midwife that was kind of just filling in at the time in my birthing suite. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of going in and out um, to go and do an inductions as well. Um, but it kind of worked out well because I, my part of my birthing preferences were I just didn't want – anyone to ask me or offer me anything. I just wanted to be left as long as, you know, there was no medical emergencies. I just wanted to be left to my own devices. Um, so yeah, that kind of worked out well, although she did, um, it was probably about an hour in and I hadn't gone to the bathroom in a couple of, like gone to wee in a couple of hours. Um, so she was like, Oh, like I'm going to give you another hour, but if you can't do a wee, then I'm going to have to do a catheter. And then I was so frustrated because then that kind of like I kind of got consumed by that and I was kind of knocked me off my game a little bit and I was like I really don't want a catheter so I'm just going to have to really concentrate on trying to go to the toilet right now. Um, So, yeah, I was a bit after debriefing my birth, I was a bit frustrated that, um, you know, just the language and the pressure that's kind of put on you. Um, So luckily I was able to wee and that was fine and just like got back on track. And then it was about um, maybe lunchtime, one o'clock, and um, I like got quite that nausea feeling that came on mm-hmm. um, and was um, sick. So I knew like, oh, yes, this is definitely ramping up. Like I want to get into the birthing pool now because um, I just had this vision that I was going to have this amazing, beautiful water birth. Um, so we got the bath filled up. That was probably about two o'clock by the time I hopped in the birthing bath. Um, and straight away, I just couldn't get comfortable. I just through moving through the contractions. I was like, this just doesn't feel right being in here. I just couldn't, yeah, I just couldn't get comfortable. I couldn't move through them. Um, and I was probably in there for about an hour and it probably got like half an hour in and I was like, I could feel that the contractions were starting to slow down. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this just doesn't feel right. I think I need to get out. Yeah. Um, so, so you're a land birther. I love that. Yes, a land birther. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just needed to be moving around the room and, yeah, yeah definitely my feet grounded on the, on the land. And, um, yeah, so got out and jumped into the shower. And, yeah, I loved the shower. That was um, so helpful just having that. Um, pressure and that heat on my back and my front mm-hmm. um so yeah in between shower and just like walking around the room and then um it was kind of maybe about 3 three thirty, and I um got this sensation to all of a sudden start pushing and I think I was sick like vomited a few more times as well mm-hmm. just that intense nausea that came over um and yeah just got this urge to kind of push um so I went to the toilet and went through this huge contraction and my waters just I heard this pop and my waters had just broke 
and then um, yeah, from there it just it intensified really, really quickly. Um, I wasn't able to talk. I didn't want anyone to make a noise. I didn't want anyone to touch me. I just needed to be in my own space and move around. And um, yeah, I was definitely there was a few points I was kind of looking at the door, thinking like, oh, how do I escape right now? This is just <laughs> oh, how am I going to do this? Good old transition. <laughs> yes, it was definitely transitioning. Um, so yeah, and then it was about an hour of um pushing were you just letting your body push for you so I kind of um when I kind of first got the urge I was like trying to push myself um Mm -hmm. but then just from the guidance from my doula she was kind of like just let your body naturally do it like you'll feel when your body takes over and is just naturally um pushing so yeah I kind of backed off a little bit and then it did get to the point where um yeah I would just felt that it it did feel like you needed to do a poo but it was just naturally like happening um yeah so it was yeah about an hour of pushing and um I was leaning over the bed standing up and Ollie was across from me holding my hands and had my daughter and the midwife behind um and yeah we got the head out and then it was a few more pushes and she was out which was amazing Um, they put her straight onto my chest and we jumped on the bed for that skin to skin. Um, the umbilical cord was quite short, so I had to be really careful of how far I had her, like pulled her up. Mm-hmm. But, um, we, yeah, had that skin to skin and she started to do that beautiful breast crawl as well, which was just so, so special. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, she had a bit of a feed and it was probably about an hour that I was on the bed with that skin to skin and Ollie and I were just in this insane um love bubble with her Mm. and um and then the midwife came over and they were like oh so you know you haven't birthed the placenta yet we probably need to think about your options of you know getting the injection to just help you along and um you know that kind of just like burst my little love bubble (laughs) straight away unfortunately again it's it's just the language that's used and that unnecessary um need for intervention when your body just clearly needs time um because I was clearly having those contractions like the placenta was coming and it was coming soon but um so yeah and it got to that hour and um we did the delayed cord clamping so um by that hour, you know, the blood had gone from the umbilical cord and um, we decided, okay, let's cut the cord and Ollie can have some skin-to-skin with Isla and then um, my daughter and I went into the bathroom and I was like, all right, I need to get this um, placenta out and luckily the midwife said, okay, we'll give you another half an hour. If it's not out in half an hour, we really do need to think about um, having some sort of intervention. Um, but luckily I was able to just get back in my zone. Um, and it was about 15 minutes and the placenta, um, came out Amazing. then just naturally. So I was so, so thankful. Cause I thought, you know, I'd come all this way and, yeah. um, you know, I had this beautiful, beautiful birth and, you know, it was all happening. I just needed that little bit more time to, mm. um, let it happen. Yeah, exactly. And did you guys know that yeah. you were having a girl? Yes, yeah, we um we decided to find out, so we knew we were having a little girl. Beautiful. And how did you mm-hmm. feel when you had a moment to sort of reflect on the experience that you just had? Oh, it was just the biggest, like, I don't even think you can explain it in words, but mm. just the biggest high um, mm. that you have and just, yeah, as I said, you're just in this love bubble and you just can't believe that, you know, finally after nine months that this beautiful mm-hmm. baby girl is um in your arms. So, yeah, it's definitely such a beautiful beautiful experience I know it's still early days but how has your postpartum recovery been yeah so um 
it's definitely been a lot more challenging yeah, okay. than what I anticipated. Um, I think I put so much preparation and um, like educated myself for my labour and birth, yeah. which I'm so glad I did, but I didn't really look too much past, you know, after I've had the baby. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it definitely has been a bit challenging, especially around breastfeeding. Uh, I just had yes. no idea um, <laughs> how challenging it can be. But, yeah, I definitely – that's one kind of piece of advice if I could give to any new mamas out there would just be um, invest in a lactation consultant and just, you know, get that little bit of extra support because I just didn't feel like I had that – support through the hospital um and it's just something that's you know so so important because it is it's a learnt skill like it's it's it is a natural thing but um for so many women they can really have a lot of challenge around it Mm, so true and will you guys go back for baby number two do you think yes not right now absolutely no not (laughs) not yeah in the in the near future would there be anything you would choose to do differently next time around uh definitely like have the confidence now and um, would love to have a home birth mm-hmm. and I think just kind of have a private midwife and a doula and um, for Ollie and I to just be in our own space and I'd love Isla to be a part of that birth as well. And, yeah, it's just from that experience and I'm so happy that I was able to achieve that through a hospital. But mm-hmm. like I mentioned, there were a few times and a few things that I did experience and could understand how these cascades of intervention happen, Mm. um, that if you're not educated and if you haven't prepared and you kind of, um, yeah, unfortunately just go with the flow, things can happen. Um, So, yeah, definitely home birthing for me would be um, on the cards next time. Mm, Incredible. I don't think I asked, but did you do anything special with your placenta? Yes, we um, actually... We, Ollie and I love jacaranda trees. Um, so we bought, uh, <laughs> so pretty. Um, we bought a little baby jacaranda and we actually planted the placenta um, in the pot of the tree. And yeah, that's going to grow up with Isla now. So wow, I love that. Yeah, we thought that was, um, I heard of another woman doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just thought it was so special. I wasn't too interested in encapsulating. Um, I did look into it a little bit, but yeah, I, once I heard the planting of the placenta with a tree, I just thought that was so beautiful. Yes, I love that. And jacaranda trees too. My Lord, they're so beautiful when they're blooming. Oh, yes. So what advice would you give to any expectant mothers out there, your key piece of advice? Yeah, so I I definitely think like educate yourself and invest your time um in that education because, I mean, otherwise you can't, you're not equipped with the right tools and the knowledge to be able to advocate for yourself. And, um, yeah, I just think, you know, hypnobirthing is an amazing resource um, and so accessible now. And, you know, if you can get a doula, um, just Mm -hmm. to have that support team, especially if you are going into the hospital system, just having that really strong core support team I think made such a difference. So, um, yeah, education is just key absolute key yeah Yeah. love that advice well thank you so much lucy for coming on today and sharing your beautiful journey with us oh thanks so much and thanks for having this amazing podcast i think it's just so important to have a platform for women to share their positive birthing stories thank you
That brings us to the end of the show. It was a really quick one today, but the perfect journey to drive home how crucial it is to arm yourself with all the knowledge around birth, especially when entering the system. I say arm yourself because really, if you've decided you feel the safest to bring your baby earthside in a hospital setting, which is great, then you will at some stage most likely have to advocate for yourself. So it's crucial for you and your support partner to be aware of what you're being offered or in some cases told you have to do so that you can make an informed decision and manifest the birth you desire just like Lucy did. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Let me know what you think over on the PBA Instagram and I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia.